everybody. Welcome back to Freedom Speak. Welcome to Hour 3. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'm here with my guest co-host, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk a little bit in this hour. We're going to talk about this thing I, I discovered called this whole concept of Krizlam. Mm. I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Where they're trying to establish this one world religion. Mm-hmm. At least that's the way it looks like to me. So apparently it's this is all being done through the Pope. The Pope. Mm-hmm. You know, the Catholic Pope, the Pope. Well why don't we why don't we uh why don't we just start from the beginning? What the heck is Krizlam? What is it? What is it? Anybody know? Call us in and tell us. No, they're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could call in. It's they a concept. They will be able to call in one it, of these days. Yeah, I know, right? It's yeah. basically that that uh, Christianity and Islam can be compatible. So yeah. let's join no. forces and, you know, what's wrong with that? Uh, okay, first of all, being a Christian myself and you being a Christian <laughs> too, there are things that are diametrically different about the two face no okay. that's not right islam loves everybody too right right okay <laughs> right um right i don't know any muslims in my all my muslim friends love everybody yeah what's wrong with you 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 um, are just have no compassion yeah that's now, what that's what we're taught aren't we well that's what we're taught that's it's what like we're taught. I've, I've heard so many politicians come out and say oh well islam is a, is a is a, a religion of peace a religion of peace religion and of it's peace. like well you know, the Quran would say otherwise. Yep. But see, the problem is, so first of all, Islam is, the, is that Christianity and Islam are compatible and that we're going to work together to have a world, one world religion. Okay. Well, now, it goes along with the one world government and the one world currency and, and the whole new world order. But people yes. who want Islam point to the fact that Jesus is mentioned 25 times in the Quran. <gasps> so they must be similar. They must be compatible, Right. They have similar teachings on morals and ethics, right? So why not fight against, get together and fight against that? That sounds perfect. Don't you think? Uh, No. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Because once you know a little bit about Islam, you know that those two religions are diametrically opposed to each other. Now, I know there's not a lot of people who read the Bible, so if you're not really reading the Bible, um, probably chances are you haven't read the Quran. Yeah. Now, what I always tell people um, is that in order to understand, you have to kind of get a little bit of background and put Islam into context. Now, Islam, um, I, I don't, do you know much about Islam? I, I don't. I, I mean, I probably maybe know a little more than most average people. But I, I I know the concept of Sharia law that I hear okay. talked about. So I, I'm going to kind of debunk this myth that just because Jesus was mentioned 25 times, that they're, they're compatible. But 16 AD, according to the Muslim belief, Muhammad at 48 was visited by the Gabriel angel in a cave who recited to him uh, the first part of the Quran. Okay, I'm going to try to just leave it as simply mm-hmm. as I can. Mm-hmm. Now, you have to understand... 66 10 AD, Christianity was everywhere in the Middle East, right? Because Jesus died. Uh, the Catholic religion came to be in 350 AD. 
Okay, that was the Catholic religion. Mm -hmm. So for 355 years, there was this thing called the way. And those were the apostles, and they were spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when Muhammad came on the scene, he seen Christianity, he seen the gospel of Jesus Christ, and he wanted that part of that, right? Because he saw a lot of people following the apostles, following people who were preaching the gospel. So he goes and has a revelations from Gabriel. And that's why in the first part of his Quran, it is very much like the beliefs of of Christianity because he was exposed to Christianity. Well, then what happened is he couldn't even convert his own family to Islam. He couldn't because everybody was following uh, Christianity, the Bible. So then what, what does this guy which do? Which was called the way which at was, the time? Well, the apostles were called the way. The way, okay. That's what they were called. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, after Jesus ascended into heaven, they were called the way, and they were spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. He is the way. He's the light. He's the only one true God. And, and he sees the popularity of this group, Muhammad. He wants in on that, mm -hmm. right? So he goes and starts to write a very similar uh, book, according to what he sees and according to, to uh, the, the early Christians. People aren't following him. They're not following him. So this guy does. He goes in and writes the second part of the Quran, which now has a totally different take on the first part. In the second part, guess what? You can kill homosexuals. You can beat your wife. You can uh, kill your daughter if they go and marry outside your religion. And guess what happens? He starts to attract all the people who didn't want to be love and joy and peace. He attracted all the evilness to his religion because now under their religion, they can do all those atrocities that the Bible prohibits strictly and commands against. The Bible says, love your neighbors, mm -hmm. your enemies, love your enemies. Yeah. But the Quran gives you. The second part of the Quran gives you permission to kill homosexuals. And not only kill them, throw them from the rooftops. Beat your wives. And actually, also in the Quran, it tells them to deceive. Does the Bible ever say to lie to people? No, absolutely not. That's just totally a no-no. That is totally a no-no. But mm -hmm. here is what it says. So I have it here because I wrote this book called The Mind of Christ, How to Think with the Mind of Christ so that we can go and vote biblically. Okay? So the more that we know about Islam, people are going to understand there's no way it is a peaceful religion. Nowhere since it started has it been in peaceful relationships with any religion, any other group of people. We need to just understand that, okay? So let me see if I can find it here. Okay, here it is in S-U-R-A 595, sorry, from the Quran. But when the forbidden months are passed, then fight and slay the pagans wherever ye find them and seize them, beluger them, and lie in wait for them in every stragment of war. But if they repent... And establishes regular prayers and practices regular charity, then open the way for them. For God is oft forgiving, most merciful. So they are commanded to go and convert people to Islam. Islam. Exactly. And if they don't, what are they supposed to do? Kill, kill you? Kill them. Yeah. Okay, th that's in the Quran. I mm -hmm. just read it. Kill the infidels. Kill the infidels. Mm -hmm. So who are the infidels? 
anybody that's not anybody that's not a Muslim. So Christians, you are infidels, according to their own book, the Quran. So how in the world can anybody even begin to think that is a peaceful religion? Does the Bible tell people to kill people? No. I, don't, I can't recall anywhere in the Bible where it says, okay, that if, if somebody doesn't want to get saved and they, and they don't want to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, then, you well, kill them. you kill them. Yeah. Now, I, I've it's read like, the Bible. Be saved or die. Right. Yeah. Right. But the no, Quran, I've never heard that. I just read it to you. Did I not? Yeah. Okay, so we have to start thinking. How in the world can a pope, did you talk about the pope already? You did, right? I, I mentioned it, yeah. How, the Pope can, is leading this whole effort. How can the Pope, who is supposedly a Christian, ever in his right mind think that we can have peace with somebody who wants to kill him? <laughs> uh, I, it, okay. Baffles the mind. Uh, is he really that ignorant? H- how can you be that ignorant when you can have, you know, you can have people at your disposal to go find out the truth? How can you not know that? So there must be something else going on, right? That's mm. what my spiritual discernment yeah. is telling me. There's yeah, something me else going on because you just got to pick up their own book. And it also tells to deceive them. Prophet, make war on the unbelievers and the hypocrites and deal sternly with them. Hell shall be their home, evil their fate. That doesn't sound so peaceful. <laughs> no. Holy smokes. To me. Let's see what else we got here. Yeah. Oh, Muhammad is the messenger of Allah, and those with him are forceful against the disbelievers, merciful among themselves, and fight them until there is no, I can't even, that's an Arabic word, I don't know what it is, civil strife, and until the religion, all of it, is for Allah. They want to convert the whole world. It's the one world religion we're talking about. And we think Islam is the one world religion. How deceived are those Christians who are falling for that? Allah, they want to make Islam the one world religion. And here they are deceiving the Pope. Mm-hmm. The Pope and the Christians who are supposed to have spiritual discernment. I, 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 I don't get it, do you? No, I totally don't. I, I, I totally don't no. get it. I don't know how... Can you live with peacefully somebody breaking down your door and wanting to kill you? Uh, no. Right? No. Right. I can't. No. That's why, can... that's why I'm armed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How can we live with people who want to kill us? Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. It's like, and, and we've heard so many politicians over the, over the years justifying this by saying, oh, well, Islam is a religion of peace. Well, that, that, have they read that? Now, what's interesting, like, I think they say that because we know a lot of Muslims who we, the West has called moderate, mm-hmm. and they live in peace. That's your neighbor. Yeah. Right? We all have a, a Muslim neighbor next door to us, and, and they are, in part, peaceful. Mm-hmm. Okay? And so my answer to that is we have Christians who don't read the Bible, and they're not walking fully in line with Christ. We have Muslims that are the same way. We have Muslims that are the same way. A lot of the Muslims are illiterate yeah. and can't even read the Thank Quran. Thank goodness they are bad Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why you don't see your neighbor down the street throwing homosexuals off the roof because they probably don't even know that's in there because they don't really read it, right? And so, uh, and so but I'm going to tell you something. Muslims will never condemn what their Muslim brothers are doing. 
And that's the key and that's the deception. Now, it could be I try to give people a little bit of benefit of the doubt because if you go against, if you're a Muslim and you try to get out or you speak out against uh, Islam, they can kill you. That is in their Quran. It's called being apostasy. They can come and kill you. So I can understand why, why moderate Muslims don't want to speak out, don't want to leave the religion. But that's kind of being deceptful, deceitful, mm-hmm. right? And so we just need to understand what we're up against. God says to know the schemes of the devil. And we don't even want to listen. We don't even want to hear. Islam wants to take over the world because it is commanded that they take over the world. That's what the book says. That's what their book says. Yeah. And how are they going to do that? Guns, military might? No. Because they don't have that ability to take over the world militarily. So how are they doing it? Let's get the Pope on our side. Let's get the Pope on our side to make us look like we are all love and joy and peace. Well, they don't see it that way. And you know why we know that? You know what's happening in Germany right now? Because of all this asylum and this refugee population coming over? There are more Muslims. To, there are going to be more Muslims in Europe in 2050 than there are going to be Europeans. Because yeah. you know why? They're having babies. They're having babies. They're having babies. One family will have nine babies. And what do you think they're teaching them? Islam. Islam. Yeah. To deceive and to throw homosexuals off the rooftops and to beat your wives. And did you know it even tells you what size of rod to use to beat your wife? Oh, there's a specific oh, size rod. Yes, my hu- I see. Absolutely, my husband and son. So, do you go into the store in like <laughs> in one of these countries and find a a a a certified wife beating rod? Because the dinner wasn't cooked enough. Yes. Oh, yes, the meat wasn't yeah. cooked. I'm not. People think I'm kidding. I am not kidding. My uh, husband and son served in Afghanistan. My husband read the Quran. And he's seen it with his own eyes, what they're doing to their own people in their own country. And believe me, you don't want any of that over here. But we don't want to take a stand and and speak these things and speak the truth of what is happening. We just don't. Because we don't want to believe the evil. Believe me, I I, I don't want to see evil either. I don't want to believe it. Nobody wants to do that. Sticking in your your head in the sand doesn't make it go away. Absolutely. That's why I do this every week. Yeah, and who's going to pay? Yeah. Our children. Yeah. And our grandchildren. They're not going to have the America that we knew. They're just simply not. And jihad is to struggle, to do good, and to remove justice, oppression, and evil from oneself and from society. That's a, that sounds so good, mm. right? But you know what? Their struggle is to kill us because they think we're evil if we are not Muslims. Right. Period. We're infidels. Period. We are infidels. And so uh, Germany right now, as I get back to Germany, Germany um, since 2011 has tripled the growth of the Muslim community by 65%. And I'm going to tell you, they don't assimilate. Right? When you go to another country, you know, when when my husband lived in Germany and then he went visited Spain, you kind of assimilate. Right? They are not assimilating to anything in Germany. They, that means to assimilate is to kind of do the, do the laws, uh, uh, try to kind of do the customs, fit into their schools. You kind of blend in with the culture that you are, uh, that you are in. The, the, the uh, Muslims don't do that. They have whole sections in Europe where, where their own uh, European um, police don't even go. So they have literally taken over blocks of Germany and the, the other European countries. 
That's jihad. That's how they are going to take over the world. And here we are making feel making people feel bad because oh, they just want a better start at life. Oh, we got to help them. They're poor people. Really? You want to help? Go help in your own country. Don't come over here because I know what they're really trying to do is they are really trying to change the whole world to well, make we it Muslim. We don't know what's coming across that southern border. We've got yep. millions of people invading our country. Uninvited. Okay. Yep. When when I call them invaders, yeah, they're invaders because they're they're, they're they're sneaking across the border. They're not coming in through ports of entry. They're you know and and they're just and the thing is is our current administration is just releasing them into our country. Yes, and it's not just we sometimes think we, we the left has done a really good job of making us believe that it's just the poor Mexican people coming over here yeah, for not a better true. life. It is not true. My husband, I li- we live in Rio Rancho, and he went to the Bernalillo Walmart not too long ago, and there was this lady begging for money, and she had her and her husband were there, and she was an Indian, dot, dot Indian from India, mm-hmm. and she was begging for money, and my husband, you know, went over there to kind of, ha, it's not very often that we see an Indian couple begging for money, yeah. right? And, um, and he asked, the, asked them, how did you get in here? And she goes, oh, we came through the southern border. Yeah. That should scare people. We don't know what's coming through here. They're coming from everywhere. They're coming from everywhere. And some of those are these Muslims to do us harm. You thought 9-11 was bad, us keeping that southern border up? We're going to get somebody even more deadly than that. But nobody wants to do anything, and nobody wants to vote in a candidate who wants to close the border. Did you know what? Mexico has closed borders. They, they guard their southern border. Every country in the world guards their border, even Mexico. And you know how I know that? Because I had a friend from Colombia, and she uh, and a lot of her friends would want to get to United States. They had to go through Mexico. So she would tell me that they would go to the border of Mexico, and those Mexicans were brutal. If you were caught sneaking into Mexico, they would rip the fingernails off your nails. And then if you did it again, they would chop off a finger so they would know you've tried it. Wow. So, yeah, okay. it's brutal. Even Mex- the Mexican southern border, they guard their border. But you know, we're the bad guy. The United States is the bad guy. And I don't get it. I simply do not understand how we cannot protect our United States citizens with an open border. It, it, it's unheard of. Every other country in the world protects their borders. And you know what is fascinating? Even in the Bible, the cities had a wall. Walls, (laughs) yes, they had walls. And it was for protection. Yeah. And even uh, back in the Old Testament times, if you didn't have a wall, that city, you were weak. You You were telling the rest of everybody that you are weak and that you are easily to be overtaken. Why do you think Nehemiah, can I go there? Yeah, go for it. Nehemiah in the Old Testament, when he heard that the walls of Jerusalem were crackling and crumbling, he mourned because he understood what that meant. The city of Jerusalem was vulnerable. They were weak. And he prayed for four months before God told him to go and reap, before God told him to go and get the people to rebuild the wall. The wall meant strength. That's what a wall means. Mm-hmm. But here we go. In the 21st century, a wall means that you're not a nice person. 
It, it just baffles my mind, right? You have a fence. Do you have a fence around your yard? I have a fence around my yard. Well, oh. do I? No, I don't have a f- – hold on. I can't. When we lived in Edgewood, we had two, uh, two acres, uh-huh. and I had a fence around my property. Oh, okay. I did. Why did I do that? Just to look good? I did it to keep people out of my property. <laughs> the coyotes. <laughs> coyotes you know? from eating your, the, eating your cat. You know, a wall is for protection. Yeah. It signifies strength or weakness. We are weak right now, and we don't even know it because of all these people that are coming in, and Muslims who hate America are coming in that way. They are coming in, and it is being done by the Democrats. The Democrats do not want to close up that southern border. No, they don't. They don't want to close it up. Because they're looking at their own selfish yes. uh, motives for this. They're thinking, oh, well, we can get these people to vote for us. They're not concerned at all with consequences. They're not. And there will be consequences. Because it doesn't affect them unless you get a, mm-hmm. uh, a governor and ships some people to their doorstep. Yeah, I like then how, they're concerned. Right. I like the, I like the thing where DeSantis sends... Sends a bunch 50, of people yep. to Martha's Vineyard. And, of course, they, in a very short order, uh, got them out of there and deported them out of Martha's right. Vineyard. But the thing is, these people are such hypocrites because they preach all this stuff about how, oh, well, we have to let all these people in. We have to have open we borders. Have we have to help them. We have to help them. Yes. We have to be sanctuary. And yet they throw them out very quickly when they've got a whole bunch of really nice, big, empty houses there on yeah. Martha's Vineyard. They could have housed them all. You love them? Let them stay let them stay there. And you know, th- this comes how about How about letting them stay in your spare room in your big, exactly. huge, multi-million Put dollar house? Put them on house. your insurance policy. Right. Exactly. And this is, Albuquerque is a perfect example of that because we talk a lot about outside New Mexico, but it's happening in Albuquerque, right? We want these homeless camps everywhere. The city mm-hmm. council and mayor uh, wants homeless camps. Well, you know what, somebody, let's ship them to where they live and let's see how fast they get rid of them. Right, and then we'll really expose the hypocrisy. But it's happening in Albuquerque right now. Uh, I have a home. I have a rental over there by uh, Broadway and Manal, and they want to put a homeless camp. That's where Manal High School is, right in that same area. And they want to put a homeless camp on I-25 in Manal. And I'm sitting here thinking, and a lot of us in this neighborhood uh, are sitting here thinking, you have Manal High School. Homeless camps breed more drug use, more crime in the area. And I had a lady come up to me, and he goes, we need to, we, this was before DeSantis did that, before mm-hmm. DeSantis sent up the vineyard, uh, uh, Martha's Vineyard, and she says, we need to put these people and ship them to Mayor Keller's house and to ship them to all the city councilors' house, houses who want this in our neighborhoods. And yeah. she goes, why are they doing this to us? And you know what, her th- you know what she said? Because we're lower income. But just because we're lower income doesn't mean we don't care about our communities. Yeah. And I guess Mayor Kelly and the city councils who wants to do that think that they won't care. And, and maybe there's some truth in that because we haven't gotten up and spoken up, right? We've talk, been talking about that. Mm-hmm. And so these people, these evil people, know who they can just roll over. Yeah. It, it's just a really sad, sad sight for, for me to see. Um, but walls are good. Those of you who are Christians out there, go read Nehemiah. Go look at the Bible. He talks about putting up borders for our safety. It's not about leaving people out. It's to protect us from the evil that is out there. Islam is evil. Islam does not like you or I. They hate us with the passion. Is it every Muslim? 
No. No. But those who want death to America will use the border to give death to America, just like they did in 9-11. And this is why I always tell people for 9-11, we've forgotten. We have forgotten 9-11. Just a handful of radical, crazy, actually people that actually follow Islam. Yes. Carried out a terrorist attack on this country. And now, thanks to sleepy Joe Biden in the White House. Yep. We could potentially have millions of people like that in our country right now, just absolutely. waiting for the right time. It, absolutely. But you know what? We're stuck in our heads in the sand, enjoying our ball games, mm-hmm. enjoying, um, uh, enjoying life like nothing's wrong. And this is the cycle. This is what happens. We plan more for vacations, plan more for parties, care more about those things than we even think. And, and I, I say that because I was there. Right, and and I don't mean to 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 harp on it so much, but but I was there in my twenties and my thirties, and even my my early forties because I was busy. Yeah, I really really was busy. But we have to stop being so busy that we don't care about other people. And what I want to point out with with Islam is this: it is important to note that the Quran does not contain a single original moral value. However, it is the only major religion to do away with the general rule of the golden rule. Do you know what the golden rule is? Oh, yeah. Do unto others as you do unto yourself. That was Matthew 7, 12 in our Bible, by Mm -hmm. the way. They have done away with that in the Quran. Can you imagine all the evil that you can do without the golden rule? Well, we're seeing a lot of that going on. Absolutely. Actually, we've seen a lot of that going on the past couple of years. Instead of advocating universal love and charity, the Quran distinguishes between believers and non-believers, drawing a sharp distinction in the value of each group and laying the foundation for discrimination and dehumanization. That is not a religion of peace, my friends. Well, we're seeing a lot of dehumanization going on with this current administration. Absolutely. Calling us extremist ultra MAGA Republicans. Yep. They're, Absolutely. This, th- what they're trying to do is they are making, they are dehumanizing us. Mm-hmm. They are, they are making the people that are following them hate us. We are, we are not human beings. And, and I we want, are targets. And I want people to understand that Rebecca just said something big right there. They are causing us to hate us. That's just what you said. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you how this plays out. With this whole pandemic, it gave people license to belittle us, to treat us unfairly, those people who didn't want to wear the masks, those Mm -hmm. people who didn't want to vaccinate. This governor and the president gave license for people to do that to us. Yep. Absolutely did. When I went in to go get my son's seizure meds and the the Albertsons didn't, they let me shop their masks maskless. Mm-hmm. But when I went up to, to get my son's med, this pharmacist had her own agenda and she told I, she didn't want to give me my son's meds because I wasn't wearing a mask. And I said, you don't have any right to not give me my medicines. And you know what she did? I have a right to not give you your meds. It this What this governor did emboldened people to behave that way to the people of this state. And I yelled at that gal. And I said, you don't have a right to not give me my meds. This is what happens. But you know what, Corrine? We found out who people really are. Absolutely. 
we f- we found out how evil people mm-hmm. behave when there are no consequences. Yep. And it's and when your leader is saying it's okay to bully this letter we just read her bullying businesses. What, what do you think that that begets? Bullying evilness begets more bullying and evilness. Do we not understand that? Right? We need to vote the party this next time. Yeah, and we, if you if you think what she did over the last couple of years was bad, just wait till she's a lame duck candidate and she's in office and has it has no concern about a reelection. Oh, you, oh, you mean this then. next one? Oh yeah. oh, yeah, these next four years. Yeah, so th- those of you people that are out there saying, oh, well, I don't want to vote for Ron Ketty because I think he's a rhino or whatever. It's like, oh, whatever. Get, w- would no, you really th- rather have MLG? This is what I say. Get over yourself. Get over your feelings and think about the bigger picture because it's not just Ron Ketty. We've already said this. I don't know how many times we have to say it. You're voting for a bunch of cabinet positions that are going to have the same like-mindedness. And if you don't think for one second that it doesn't going to affect New Mexicans, it does. Let me tell you, we cannot buy gas-powered cars in 2035. No. You understand that, people? You're going to have to go out there and buy a $60,000 Tesla. How do you like that? That's how it affects you. Let's understand what we're talking about here. I, I am not a big fan of Ronchetti. Right, because most people know that I helped Jay Block. He was yep. my guy. He's too. the one I wanted. But you know what? I'm voting for Ronchetti because the platform comes before the person. And you may not like the platform, but it's better than MLG. It's better than the Democrat platform. And it's even better than the Libertarian platform. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I is. heard the other day that the Libertarian platform wants to legalize prostitution. Have you heard of that? No, I haven't. That's what somebody told me. So before you even consider uh, going to Libertarian and voting that way, you better look at their platform. You know, the bad thing about that, the bad thing about legalizing prostitution is the side effects of that. Okay, now, I've always been one that said that I don't believe in a victimless crime. Okay? It's like, yes, that may be considered immoral behavior, but at the same time, there isn't a victim unless... You know, you, you, you basically no longer make it illegal, and then you have people taking advantage of that situation, taking advantage of desperate women, and then you've got the pimps and the people that mm-hmm. are doing bad things. So there's that. Anyway, we're at the break. we got the okay. final segment coming up. Oh, boy. Um, I want to talk about, in the last segment, I want to talk about this article I found, Uninformed Consent oh. and the Remdesivir Protocol. Oh. Um, it's some pretty awful stuff, and this is what's been going on for the past couple of years, and they've been getting away with it. I hope these people eventually get held accountable, but I, mm. who knows? Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll be right back.
Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, -on -one, beginner and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, we support law-abiding folks learning to operate their guns safely. Some look at a firearm and see only weapons of war. If the mayor is telling the police to stand down when criminals act and release them into our community without consequence, well, who can you rely on to protect you and your family? Safety and awareness is what we preach and teach. It's your right to be safe in your own home and community. Take up the responsibility. No one else will do it for you. Stop by our new location, 6621 4th Street, Northwest in Los Ranchos, or call 505-345. 4276. Everybody wants some. <laughs> you know, I uh, did you ever see the movie Better Off Dead? Uh, refresh my memory. Oh, had, had is John, it a series? No, no, no it's no. a movie. It's called. It had John Cusack in it. It's one of the first movies I, I did. I have a bad memory. I I don't know. It was kind of a uh, kind of a comedy. Uh -huh, it was really uh, funny. Dark comedy. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. They're, 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 you know, like some of the characters you might, the paper boy in it is like, they have these side running little plots going on throughout mm. the movie. And, and so John Cusack, he's a skier and he's, he's wanting to comp compete in mm -hmm. this skiing contest. And then he's got this girlfriend that he's, he's going for that's really a waste of time. You know, he really should be paying attention to another girl that, uh -huh. that yeah, he's been hanging out with. And then you got the paper boy. Which he's really, you know, he looks really dark and evil. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's going around, and he's always trying throughout the movie. He's trying to collect his two dollars for the for the paper, mm, mm. and 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 you know, he's always pursuing yeah. John Cusack's character. And then John Cusack has this little brother that's really weird that stays mm. locked up in his room all the time, and he's always reading these weird books. And huh. like he was reading this one one ad on how to pick up trashy women. <laughs> <laughs> And so one day, one day, John Cusack opens the door, and his little brother's in there, and he's, his room's full of trashy women. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> oh, no, but I anyway, haven't seen that. Oh, I remember that show. But, but 
the reason I was thinking about that movie is because that song is in that movie. And oh. one of the jobs that uh, John Cusack's character has, he works at a burger joint. And so he's like, like in there and he's like really just like really <laughs> fed up with his situation being there at a burger joint. Oh. And suddenly the burger patty takes on a character and it's dancing on the grill <laughs> and it's got a face on it and everything. And oh. that song is playing. Oh, really funny. A, a, a so it brought back some good memories for you. <laughs> yeah. It's <Yeah. laughs> really uh, hilarious. Oh, I hope so. people out there have, have seen that movie so oh, they can relate. <laughs> it, yeah. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. It's a really What's old What's it called one. again? Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead. Okay. Yeah, it's, is it's, that from the 80s? From the 80s. Oh, I love the 80s. A lot of, lot of movies, good yeah. movies came out in the 80s. Absolutely. <laughs> we need to make it an 80s weekend here. Uh, go uh, watch there, some movies. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I was uh, thinking, I've been thinking oh. about all this tyranny that's been out going on for the mm. past couple of years. And this whole remdesivir protocol, okay, you might have heard about this. It's like, you know, I, I honestly do believe that over the past couple of years, a lot of people were literally murdered by the, the medical yes. community. Yep. I, 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 have, I have so little faith in yep. doctors and hospitals at this point in time. I mean, beyond the doctor that I see, I don't really, I, I'm very fearful yeah. of doctors and hospitals. Yeah. You know, I, and, and so let's go back to the remdesivir. In the yeah. beginning, when people got COVID, mm-hmm. the protocol set by our governor and our public health department and the powers that be here in New Mexico put a protocol in place. And that protocol was to wait until they were desperately ill, get them on a ventilator, and give them remdesivir. Not try to get them on any therapeutics. You, no, correct. that, that right. didn't you see, happen. You see how I left that out? Yeah. As right. a matter of fact, you still can't get Correct. ivermectin. Correct. You can't get hydroxychloroquine. So the protocol for the state of New Mexico, it was just the state of New Mexico, it wasn't Texas, it wasn't mm-hmm. other states, was to give them this drug called remdesivir. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. by the way, only came out under emergency use authorization. Once again, an experimental drug. Yes. So huh. everything, everything they were going to give you was an experimental drug. They were going to give you an experimental therapy, and yep. then if that, and then they were going to give you an experimental so-called vaccination. Yep. So this was the protocol set by your governor, MLG, mm-hmm. to give remdesivir. And you know, I remember in the very beginning of of COVID, I I had a family friend. And his son was taken to the hospital. This was in the very beginnings, like maybe April, April, May, 2020. And um, they wouldn't let him see his son. Remember, they, they wouldn't let anybody in the hospital to be with their loved ones. Yeah. And he took up, he was left out. Left there to die alone. Left there to any, die alone. cares about you by your side. And, um, and uh, he wanted to see his son. It was his y- youngest son. He was maybe in his 30s. He got taken in there. Uh, and he's actually in the newspaper. They have a picture of him by Presbyterian holding a sign. I just want to see my son. Turns out this young man died of kidney failure. And back then, I remember my husband thinking, well, that's odd. COVID is respiratory. Did he? So I asked my, my mom's friends and, and family, did he have like kidney damage or did he have organ issues before he went in? Mm-hmm. Nada, nothing. Nada. Nada, nothing. And I held that in the back of my brain for the longest time that this is why I got spiritual discernment that there's something wrong with this COVID-19 scandemic. Mm-hmm. Later I find out that remdesivir is the protocol and remdesivir destroys 
the internal organs. Yep, sure does. And this young man died from organ failure. Remdesivir was originally created and developed in 2009 to treat hepatitis C and respiratory viruses. Guess what? It didn't work against hepatitis C or RSV, Mm -hmm. but was then repurposed and studied as a potential treatment for Ebola virus. According to the Czech news agency, this new line of research was carried out under the direction of a scientist. I can't even say his name, but the uh, CDC went along with remdesivir. In October 15th, the United States Army Medical Research of Infectious Diseases announced preclinical results that remdesivir had blocked the Ebola virus in monkeys. Oh, wow. Big deal. Mm -hmm. That's in 2015. 2015. In 2016, organ designation was granted by the European Commission for this one pharmaceutical country for remdesivir for the treatment of Ebola. Mutations in 2018. Mutations in the mouse hepatitis virus NHA replicated the cause partial resistance to remdesivir identified in 2018. And that just means that remdesivir is no longer effective Mm -hmm. in 2018. These mutations make the viruses less effective in nature. In 2018, remdesivir was rapidly pushed through clinical trials because of the West African Ebola virus epidemic. Rapidly. Yeah. Uh, In 2019, was shown to have promise for treating feline infectious diseases by a coronavirus. 2019. You know, it just goes on and on and on. And here we are in 2020 giving remdesivir to people. And then people are dying. So you're not allowed to give somebody a drug, say, like ivermectin, which has from, I I don't believe I've ever found any evidence it's ever killed anybody. Uh, You're not allowed to give them ivermectin because you think, well, it may not be effective. And... But yet you are allowed to give them an experimental drug, which has never really helped anybody that, in fact, will probably kill them. Yes. You know, I want to, there's this lawsuit being brought against these people, and thank God for that. Okay. We're going to read you this little part here. Lawsuit alleges that the patients were subjected to what is called the remdesivir protocol, which varies in each hospital. A patient comes to the hospital often for a problem unrelated to COVID-19. The lawsuit says they are told they have COVID-19 or COVID pneumonia. It's like, yeah, you could have anything and they could give you this bogus PCR test, which has also been proven Mm -hmm. to be completely a Mm -hmm. waste of time. And no matter what you have, if you also test positive for COVID-19, they ignore what you actually have, and instead they focus on the COVID-19 protocol, protocols. I've talked about protocols before. From there, they are separated from loved ones. Oh, that always really is helpful. And placed in a room where they are told remdesivir is the only option. Mm -hmm. Okay, so nobody is there to advocate for you. You are separated. You are by yourself. Divide and conquer. They got and, you by yourself. They can bully you. Nobody's there to, to, to and, provide and, and, any and kind of... And if you're having a hard time and you're in and out of consciousness, mm-hmm. y- y- you don't have any power to say yes or no or no. fight for your own rights. 
So they then would place you on a BiPAP machine at a high rate, which is very bad for you, mm -hmm. making it difficult for you to breathe. The lawsuit says their hands are often tied, so they're going to tie you down so that you can't take the BiPAP machine off your face. In many cases, the lawsuit says a psychiatrist will determine the patient is agitated. Oh, you think? You think you're agitated after they've tied you down and they've force-fed <laughs> you an enormous amount of air? Which results, oh, then they're going to sedate you because you're being uncooperative, making it difficult for them to fight the side effects of the remdesivir, especially as it relates to their ability to breathe mm -hmm. against the side effects and against the BiPAP machine. Yep. You're really screwed if they do all this to you. Yep. Their yep. phone and the signaling instrument for the nurse are typically placed beyond their reach, so you can't call for help. Mm -hmm. They don't want you to do that. Yep. This is awful. Yep. The patients are also kept malnourished and eventually intubated. The lawsuit states where the patient then finally dies. Mm -hmm. Killed. Killed. They've killed you. They've, They've murdered you. you. Yes. Uh, in January, get this, remdesivir requires 70 raw materials, reagents, and catalysts to make and to make and approximately 25 chemical steps. Some of the ingredients are extremely dangerous to humans. That was January 2020. Kind of like the graphene oxide yeah. they're putting in the vaxes, which they've been denied, but it's been proven it's actually yeah. in them. And so here you have yeah. your governor and our health sciences department, I mean health and humans, I don't even know what it is, saying this is going to be the protocol for New Mexicans. And I'm going to tell you in 2000, I think it was 2021, Christmas of 2021, my friend got COVID and um, he had landed up going to the hospital. And I told my, his wife, you better tell them specifically no remdesivir. Because even at that time, that was still the protocol in 2021. That wasn't too long ago, folks. No. The protocol was still to give people remdesivir. And we told her, you need to tell them. And she said she was yelling at because she couldn't be in there. Everything was Zoom. Everything was, you know, tele, oh, yeah. teleappointment. Right. And, and I, I said, you, you tell them to write no remdesivir on his, uh, you know, you have, you have a uh, dry erase board by the bed. Be you make everybody known. And she says, you know what, Crean? I even told them that, that if they give him remdesivir, mm -hmm. I'm suing them. Because we knew this already about remdesivir and the governor. Is it still protocol in the state of New Mexico? I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. But here we can't have ivermectin. Here's the thing about the problem <laughs> I have with, yeah, can't have ivermectin. No, that's, yeah. that's, that's dangerous. Yeah. It's like, no, here, here's the thing that drives me crazy about protocols. And, I, and I've actually, I think, had some doctors get mad at me about this one. It's like. They're, they're, they're not using any of their medical training. All that money yep. they spent on those student loans, which, by the way, you and I are probably mm -hmm. paying for now, to go to school and get all this, get all this medical training, uh, they're throwing that out the window. They're not, they're not using that anymore because all they're doing is following a checklist, yep. namely a protocol. Okay, it's a checklist. Yep. Okay. You could, you could bring in some, some Indian person from a call center and have them do the job rather than pay some expensive yeah. doctor to do it because they, they can follow checklists, Yeah. right? So here's the, here's the really disgusting part, okay? There was a huge amount of incentive to kill these people. Absolutely. Okay, so if a patient is treated and sent home, the average charge rate in the state of California was $3,200, okay? If you, if you just treat them, 
and then they end up way. recovering and send them on their way, we well, get thirty two hundred bucks. Okay, which me me sounds uh, wait, like wait, a pretty, wait, 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 wait. Who but, pays that thirty two hundred dollars? Uh, well, that's what the hospital charges the patient, I believe. Yeah, but wasn't there some COVID relief and that they got paid from oh, some federal funding well, or something? We're, we're getting to that oh, part. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, if you're ch- treated and released, I believe the patient has to pay for the 3200 bucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we go on. <clears throat> if you bring them into the hospital and treat them as a non-complex COVID patient, the average charge rate is $111,000. Sheesh. Okay. However, if you treat them as a complex COVID patient, which means you have to either intubate them or put them in intensive care, by definition, they become complex. <clears throat> and for that, the average charge rate is roughly $450,000. Mm. So these hospitals have all the incentive in the world not to treat them with, say, remdesivir, not to treat them with, say, ivermectin or, yeah. or vitamins or, or yeah. whatever and send them home. No, 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 no. On top of these charges, the hospitals get a bonus from the government mm. by way of the International Classification of Diseases Code that allows them to charge an extra 20% on the entire hospital stay, adding 90000 to four to the $450,000. Who's paying that? Well, the government pays the $90,000. Oh, the government. They yeah. got a lot of money, don't they? Yes, apparently they wh- do. Wh- who are they working for? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think the government had any money, did you? No, they don't. Right, they're taking it from you and I, people. That's That's where they're getting it from. That's right. And those 87,000 IRS agents, they're going to make sure that you pay it up. Yeah. Or else. Exactly. You know what's so interesting? I have have kids. I got five of them, 37 to uh, 13. And my boys, uh, my son is, one of my sons is 21. And when he started going into the workforce when he was 14 and a half, um, he was am- he's homeschooled. He is amazed that his co-workers had no clue on the government taking taxes out of their paycheck. They had no clue what those taxes were used for. He had a conversation with one of his one of the, his coworkers one time when he was like 15 or 16, and and the and this kid like had no clue what these are going for. And my son had to sit there and tell him, "Well, this is for monies to pay the roads and to pay for the firefighters and to pay for this, and then it's to pay for food, right? For people who don't want to work, and then it's to pay for abortions." And this kid was totally in shock. He had no clue. And of course, we got to feed and house those illegal aliens exactly. too. At 16, yeah. he didn't yeah. know what those taxes were going to. And you wonder why we are so ignorant in this country. We're not really doing a good job with our children. But back to remdesivir. Mm-hmm. January 2022. In the United States, remdesivir is indicated for use in adults and adolescents for the treatment of COVID-19 requiring hospitalization. We are still giving them this poison to people in the United States. Now, what's interesting, you talked about informed consent. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they asked people, do you mind if we give you remdesivir? Hey, and you know what? These are the possible side effects. And if that person says, okay, I, bu- I waive the side effects, I want to take this drug, that is informed consent. Yeah. But we have been duped for decades with vaccinations. And let me tell you where it goes. You guys out there who choose to vaccinate your child, do they tell you the risks of vaccinations? 
They probably don't. No. And if they don't, they are not getting, They are the doctor's offices are not doing their job to inform you of the risks. And so therefore, they do not have your informed consent to give them anything. But see, people don't know this. And we've been so indoctrinated just to go and give them the vaccinations and trust your medical professionals and trust that your governor has your best interest at heart. We forget to do our part. That's why we are where we are in this country and in this state. Here's something that's really interesting. Now, this, this, is, a lo- this is an article I found from the Epoch Times about mm. this lawsuit they're bringing against. Uh, Who's bringing it? Uh, Patients? For uninformed consent. Um, and it's three California hospitals are mm. apparently being sued. Good. Um, lawsuit references a study found in the New England Journal, which is supposedly a trusted medical journal mm. of medicine, <clears throat> in which a safety board found it to be the least effective and deadliest drug in the trial wow. before it was suspended after 53% of the Ebola patients who took the drug died. <laughs> Oh. And they didn't like completely take this drug off. They off didn't the, because no. we're still using it. They're still using it. Wake up, people! There is clinical trials in which it killed lots and lots of people, <sighs> and yet they're still giving it to people. The goal here is to kill people. Yep, this is the goal. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. I didn't want to believe it in the beginning, um, but yeah, hindsight—it's terrible. So what does that mean for all of us? I, I, I mean, you know, we're going back and rehashing. I, I, I guess the point for me is try to, history repeats itself. We've forgotten the Holocaust. We've forgotten what happened in Ukraine. We've forgotten what happened, you know, in North Korea, South Korea. We've forgotten all these things, and they come back. Mm-hmm. They, they do. literally come back. Read your history books about we, what happened in Nazi Germany. Exactly. Come on. Even in Ukraine, I was watching a movie about the, the, the Ukraine and how his his. Pe- his own people, his own Ukrainian president was starving his own people. We don't even know about that. You know, look at what happened in Venezuela not too long ago. <laughs> look at what happened in Venezuela over there. And the reason why we, we bring up these things is to remind you what your governor did in the state of New Mexico because we have a very important election coming up. Yeah, it is we do. absolutely important and critical that we understand a little bit of history and, and we understand uh, who, who got us in this mess. We are on the lowest of every single list out there. Am I correct? Yes, we are. Yeah. Does that not scare you? We're last in everything. Everything. We're first at being last. We're first at being last. <laughs> Is there a good ribbon for that? Because that's a lot of categories. I know. Takes some serious effort. so that's why we bring it up it's not just rehashing it's we have to remember folks we really have to remember the past so that we can change the course because i don't like where we're going do you no my kids can't even go play on the street i was at albertson's in northern rio rancho yesterday and there are home there have never been people just walking around the parking lot you know what you know what homeless people look like yeah people who are going shopping they're in and they're out Right. People just walking around a parking lot, you know, my ears start to twitch. 
It's just a matter of time because before yes. they become more and more aggressive yes. when they approach you in those parking I don't lots. Wanna, I don't even want to be in the parking lot, yeah. let alone my child working in a parking lot. How is that going to affect your living, Well, the folks? thing is the government's not concerned with your safety. It's no. like a lot of, the, I mean, they admit that a lot of these people are mentally ill. And, yes. And, and you don't know what they're going to do. They could, they, could be, they could be very violent. Oh. I saw this guy in the other day. Did you see the video where the guy comes into the McDonald's? No. And he goes off in there. He's got a backpack with him, and he's going off on these people. And there, and and a couple of guys try to control him and say, "Hey, you need to get out of here." And he opens his backpack. He's got an axe oh in his my backpack. Gosh, yeah. So he's like going after people in the McDonald's yep. with this axe. He's he busts up one of the tables. He busts up one of the glass walls, and it's like. And everybody's like sitting there. Well, you know, honestly, if I would have been sitting there and he came at me with an axe, you know what I would have yeah, done. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm always caring. Yeah. It's like, dude, yeah. you but back you, off right now. You know, or, and this has you know. happened for decades. When I was a, uh, in 1980s, 85, 86, 87, <clears throat> I had to, I was going to UNM. It's right on Central. Mm -hmm. I had to take a bus. And I had to wait for Central for the bus. And there was this homeless guy there. And I, I tried to, you try to ignore people, right? Yeah. You tried this to. guy came up you don't want to get their attention have them come over to you he went off on me and i don't even know what he was saying but i'm four nine <laughs> and 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 he it's scary so i maybe i still look at homeless people as so volatile and if you haven't had that experience where they're just going off on you you don't understand the the depth of the the volatility that these people have that is not safe for you it's not safe for your no. children I mean, it, it, it's, it, it, it's just amazing how we don't want to open, open our eyes. And, and I know a lot of this has to do with, and I hope you get, uh, I know we were talking about this, Madrid in here, yeah. about the bail bond reform. Yeah. Because that absolutely yeah. is what's causing this issue today. Totally. So, Corrine? Yeah, already? We're at the end. Wow. <laughs> Thanks for coming on with me today. You, thank you for having me. It's, I love talking. It's been awesome as usual. <laughs> so, so uh Anybody out there, if you have a freedom-friendly business, you can advertise on this station and support this show and many others like it. I love it when you support this show. To get started advertising or send me comments and suggestions, email me at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com, and you can listen to replays. You can check out all the great resources I have on there. You can check out my posts on Facebook, Twitter, uh, you can get the get the podcast on SoundCloud and Spotify and Stitcher and Apple iTunes. I'm also now on Truth Social. So like, follow, share. I'm being censored. Remember, freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. The left is trying to get rid of your liberty and freedom and your rights. We need to stand up. Tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda... Hell no, we won't comply. We're the resistance. <laughs>